It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, September 6, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Back after the long weekend. Today really feels like the start of a brand new year to me. Yep. Every time around this year, it's like, yeah, or this time of year, excuse me. It is like that because everybody's getting back into routine. You know, everything all over the summer is just all over the place. Everyone's yep. taking vacation and everybody's all over trying to get everything done you need to do. And School's back. People yep. are back to work. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like, the, I mean, New Year's Day obviously is the start of the calendar year, but this feels like the start of a new year to me. Totally. Yep. So I had such a good relaxing weekend. My family was out of town three days off. I got so much done. Yeah. So much done. Those are such good weekends. Yeah. And I feel just... Just ticking things off the list. 100% recharged. I... Rebuilt the mantle around our fireplace. Yeah. I fixed my truck. I watched Rings of Power twice. The first two episodes, I made three TikTok videos. Yeah. I slept 10 hours a night. I'm feeling phenomenal. Oh, great. You did a big bike ride on the weekend, hey? I did, yeah. I, I biked from Banff to Lake Louise, which is about 60K. I think it was 65K all in all. Uh, it was amazing. How long did that take? Uh, it was like two hours and 45 minutes, I think it took us. And we, were, we weren't we were rushing, obviously. Uh, it was a massive climb. It was a huge elevation gain. So it was kind of like a slowly uphill the whole mm-hmm. way too. But it was great. Such a good day for it. And, you know, you get to ride on the highway because the highway is completely shut down right now. So we had this whole amazing highway to ourselves and you pass Vermilion Lakes and you pass all these amazing meadows and you pass, it's so cool. That it's, is so, and it's some of the nicest scenery anywhere out that way. So, well, yeah, all the like cycle nerds that I was talking to at different bike shops and stuff were all like, that is one of the best rides in North America. So huh. enjoy it. So, Any bears? Yeah. Uh, no bears, no this, bears time. this time. Hey? Last time we saw a couple, this time not so much. Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about yawns and why they're contagious. Shauna got starstruck by a local celebrity just recently. Mm -hmm. We're talking about cow tipping on Friday. We got a call about that. Uh, An etymology. I got to ride in a Tesla this weekend. First time I've ever been in an electric vehicle. That was an experience. A Fortune 500 business, a hilarious one. The latest in gym fashion. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about learning to drive a standard and a really bad boof. First, you're out of context clip of the show. I bet when you're in the dead horse business, you got to have a bit of a sense totally. of humor. Totally. That's what you're, you're just handling dead horses. Honestly. Like- B and S in 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Shannon, sent me a horrendous boof video. Oh, yeah. And it's timely because the NFL season kicks off this week. There was a local reporter who was interviewing New England Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I'll just I'll just play the clip for you here. Okay. You can. What do you think that your best feature is? I mean, you're a big black, a big back. Uh, you're you're good run black uh, back. Oh um, my god! Basic. Oh, oh man! No. Oh no! And I mean, oh. Ramondre Stevenson is black. That is a. That is. Oh, he sewered himself. He was just digging that hole deeper. Oh, man. Couldn't get out. He's flailing. He's flailing. You you could hear the second that he messed up the first time around that he was toast, right? He was going to just keep messing that up. He was freaking it out. What do you think that your best feature is? I mean, you're a big big back. uh, You're you're good run black uh, back. Oh, no. You can feel his face and the sweat form on his brow from how he is speaking yeah. there. Yeah. He went from dry to soaked. Oh, my God. He's like, I'm, I'm in trouble. Beat red. <laughs> and to, oh. to Ramondre Stevenson's credit, he didn't even blink at it, which yeah. I thought was really cool. That's he just awesome. let, the guy, let the guy sit in his oh own. Oh, my. Which, yeah, maybe he's even worse. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 
that hurts. I feel for him. Pull the chute. I feel. Yeah. Pull the chute. You're out of there, man. You can't come oh, back from that. Man. I mean, you're a big black, a big back. Uh, you're you're good run black uh, back. Um, oh, help no. me. No. Help. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I passed this car on the weekend, and it had this this cardboard sign in the back, and it just said "Learning to Drive Stick." <laughs> and sure enough, the, the car stalled out as I was watching. But as I passed it, it was funny because in the driver's seat, it was a girl. And then in the passenger seat, it was somebody who looked to be her boyfriend. And I was like, I can just envision exactly what happened here. Like, she was probably like, I want to learn to drive stick. And he was just like. Or he was like, you need to know how to drive stick. Either or, right? I, I become know. incapacitated and you need to drive yes. this vehicle to the hospital or something, right? The one thing is, it was kind of one of those souped up like racing looking cars and okay. it looked to be his baby and I was just like <laughs> he looked a little tense about the whole she's situation the and she's, this is what I know I was watching the whole thing but <laughs> the fact that he put a sign in the back like that is absolutely hilarious it was just cardboard it was all it looked like it was probably a used pizza box that he just cut out from <laughs> learning to drive stick on stuffed in the back you know we've laughed before about people who will put their own like New driver new stickers in the back of the window and stuff, and it's like, well, you either have your license or you don't. Like, yeah. what, what does that mean? I will give a pass, though. I think for learning to drive stick. Okay, because it's different. how else do you learn? I guess you could go to a parking lot somewhere and practice for sure. But anybody who has learned to drive a manual transmission has been through that it process before, and it is—it's kind of stressful. But it is stressful. Once again, like I, you know, people kind of know. Like if you're if you're stalled out or your car's not going, people are probably like, okay, yeah, that's what's going on here. But you think so? Because most vehicles aren't manual anymore. Mm, I suppose it so. It wouldn't be as common these days. So learning to drive stick signs, stickers are a good idea then. Well, I would. I think I would give a pass to that. Okay. Like with the. With the exception of like farm kids who learned how to drive when they were five. Yes. <laughs> like most people have had to five. have that experience where someone oh, else they were walking. Yeah. <laughs> takes you out and teaches you how to drive a manual transmission. Okay. I remember learning with my dad. We borrowed this old beater of a truck that was uh, like a four speed, I think, from his friend at work. Yep. And we went out and tried to learn. And he was not very patient with me. It was, it would start stalling and he would just be like, clutch, gas, gas, clutch, clutch. And I was like... More or less of which one? What does that mean? It's pretty funny. Like, I remember learning, my, my cousin taught me, and, but we went on an old, you know, country road or something to learn at first. He was like, this is a great place to learn, which, yeah, when you're learning, that's kind of the way to do it. Or you stick the old pizza box in the back window and just toss that and go down the main roads. Eventually, I had to just go up by myself and, like, get a feel for it. Then I was like, okay. And this, then burn out the clutch. This makes, well, yeah, this makes <laughs> sense, but you don't want to do it. In your very nice vehicle, right? No, you <laughs> You want to get your hands on a beater. It's a risky business, yeah. <laughs> BNS in 20 minutes or less. Shana, I know you're doing your workouts at home these days. Mm. Haven't been going to the gym, so I thought I would give you an update on gym fashion. Oh, please. So, uh, as we've discussed before, the young people are all wearing band t-shirts to work out. Yep. Um, especially oversized t-shirts. Mm -hmm. But there's another one that I've noticed. Okay. Um, hot girls at the gym now wear their sweaters just around their necks. Like they take their yeah. arms out, but they keep the sweater on, so it's like a like a, Interesting. Like a big fabric necklace. And I should add this important note too: um, the the fit girls at the gym they don't call it a sweater or a hoodie; it's called a pump cover. No, it's not. Yeah, a pump cover. A pump cover. Who started that? I don't know. Don't I mean, don't ask me why. But it's it is just a sweater or an oversized T-shirt or a hoodie. Or a um, bunny hug in Saskatchewan. Yes, but it's called a pump 
pump cover because pump it's covering cover. your pump it's until co- you then okay that is the most pretentious it. thing here's my show pump when your pump okay you remove the cover and then mm. reveal the pump to the rest of the gym let me your, see your pump your pump cover okay that's I I hate that uh, I'm sorry <laughs> I hate it but that's how all the fittest girls at the gym are wearing their pump covers now they take it off in stages you take arms out first and you wear it just around your neck your pump cover okay to be fair. I have thought about doing that while biking before because sometimes you get a little hot and at the time like you have to stop and you have to take off your helmet and then take off the sweater and then have to find somewhere to so I have thought I was like what if I just take my arms out cuz I'm getting hot but then I, I was get like that if you're in transit on a bike Yes also I was like that's stupid and didn't do it but they're all do- okay Yeah mm-hmm. they so don't their necks are freezing Yeah but the rest of their it's an oversized pump scarf is warm Yeah it looks it they looks just, ridiculous. Well, it it, does. Again, it's because they're revealing their pump, right? But in stages, which give them a peek at your pump. One limit at a time. And then t- <laughs> Here's my pump. I'm going to start doing it Here's too. Here's pump two. I think maybe I'll do it with multiple sweaters. Have you seen my pump? Layers of pump covers. Oh I'll my be like, God. I'll be like a pump cover onion. Yeah. Let's have them all around my neck. I'm going to look like a Power Rangers monster made of pump covers. Make sure you stand on a platform and reveal it for all the world to see your pump. Like, oh, it's magnificent. <laughs> this is my pump. His pump. Oh my God. Spectacular. V and S in 20 minutes or less. We got a message from Susanna about a Fortune 500 business, Beckler. Okay. Uh, so here it is. It's. Just Passing Horses. So that was the name. And she messaged and she said this was funny because it was a truck that was hauling a trailer and it actually passed her on the highway. And she laughed because as it it passed her, it was just passing horses. There were <laughs> clearly horses in the back. And she was like, that's funny. And then she said she got home and she looked into it a little further and realized it's it's a horse bereavement business. So it's a business for cremation and burial of horse. And it's called Just Passing Horses. That is good. That is. That is really, really good. I was just like, okay, first of all, I had no idea that there was a business dedicated to the cremation and burial of horses. But I mean, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. What do you do with a horse once it dies? You just got this huge thing sitting there. And how do you get rid of it? It's a little dark, though. The comedian Nate Bargatze has a hilarious bit about... About like what you do with a dead horse, because no. it's not something you think about. You but, don't, and <laughs> it's right, true. How do I move this thing? Like, where do I put it? Yeah, you call what? up just passing horses. <laughs> a little dark, but again, it's awesome. It's I mean, so good. Gallows humor, right? As well, it was. It's good. You know, you have a little pun when you come to this business. That's a little bit. Hopefully, it picks you up. A little. Wow, you know what that means though, Shauna. This was Susanna who sent this to yes. us. You know, it was you know what kind of horses were in the trailer that she passed? Oh my god! You know what kind of horses, right, Shauna? No, they were well the ones that she. They're dead horses. There's dead horses in that trailer. So she was passed by horses that just passed. Just, just passed. She was passed, passed. She was passed squared. I bet when you're in the dead horse business, you got to have a bit of a sense totally. of humor. Totally, that's what she, you're just handling dead horses. Honestly, like how what an awful. That's a big problem. That's yes. Holy crap! Take care of big problems for people. You're waving at people. Uh, Yeah, dead horse here. Dead horse in the back. (laughs) The BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. We got a message from friend of the show Leslie, who uh, is a horse breeder and a rancher. 
And she said, we used to be able to bury our past horses, but not allowed anymore. The horses are not dead in the trailer. They're taken care of when they arrive at the place they will be taken care of. You can't load a dead horse unless it goes in a semi-truck to the glue factory, the facts of horse owning, or you take them alive to the meat plant in Fort McLeod. Oh, okay. But you you looked into this business and, and said it didn't... Or Susanna looked into it. Mm-hmm. Didn't mention anything about actually being the ones to dispatch of the horses, right? No, it just said horse bereavement services. So they also... Are they killing the horses too? Well, it said something about cremation, so... But that assumes the horse is dead. Do they euthanize and cremate the horses? Mm, Maybe not. Maybe they're only the ones who dispose of it. Because now that Leslie mentions it, how would you get a dead horse into a horse trailer? (laughs) Man, this podcast is stupid. (laughs) This is so stupid. We're all picturing it now, aren't we? We're picturing the door to the horse trailer open and... Well, no, you'd... uh, Yeah, a bunch of people would pick it up. Like, by hand? You know what your horse weighs? You'd have to put it on a blanket and then you'd have probably 15 people that would have to pick it up and carry it into the trailer. Roll it up in in a carpet? Yep. (laughs) Like, what are you, the the mob? Yep. I was picturing, like, a front-end loader trying to... Trying to stuff a dead horse into a horse trailer. Okay, this is uh, this guess, is too much dead horse talk. Okay? Is there such a we're, thing? We're gonna offend a lot of people. Yeah, no, it's too far. We're too far. <laughs> too far. Horses have always been so funny to us. Every time something related to horses well, comes dead up, dead horses isn't yeah. quite as funny. Well, they die. Like, yeah, they're a living thing. This Everything part, dies. Though, we all die. A little more, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with something that big when it's dead? Light it on fire. <laughs> Cremate it yourself. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you think that's worse? Just have like a a flaming dead horse somewhere on your land, belching black smoke into the okay, air. And stop! You're, like, you're you're again going too far with this. I'm not. You're the one who said it. Uh, yeah, but uh, we don't have to go <laughs> into detail of what you're <laughs> you brought, you're upset. This is weird. You're obsessed with dead horses. These are facts of life. I would you're like to know how they get smoking rid of them. and everything. I'm like, wait, okay. You're the one who said you cremated. Yes, you well, have, that's a, that's where I'm stopping. We do don't, don't have to go into great detail of painting a picture for people now. Okay, <laughs> you, you don't. We can leave it here. Has a horse crematorium on their land. It has the facilities to cremate again, a horse. Again, you're going too far deep. This is weird. It's getting weird here. <laughs> the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. We've talked about electric vehicles on the show quite often. The pros, the cons. Yes. Uh, if we're being honest, more of the cons because I'm not completely sold on EVs yet. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some cool ones out there for sure, but I don't think it's really the answer to our problems necessarily. At least where the tech is right now. Have you ever ridden in an EV though, Shauna? No, I was supposed to the other day, and then I ran out of time and didn't. Yeah, I hadn't either. But I got to ride in a Tesla on the weekend. Oh yeah, I was at a buddy's house, and uh, one of the dudes there he had his new Tesla, and he took me and another friend for a ride, and it is an experience. Like the acceleration is bonkers. It's it's actually kind of hard to describe unless you unless you feel it. But it's like well, one, I mean, it's instantaneous, right? Like the second he hits. The pedal, right. you're going because with an electric motor, all the power is right there at the wheels. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no lag at all while it revs up. And then it just seems to go on forever, like the acceleration. Because even in a really fast gas car, you know, as it reaches the, as the, as the engine reaches the high end of its revs, there's like a, just a momentary pause while it shifts right. and then you get the power back again, right? Yep. And in an electric vehicle, it's not like that. It just right. seems like they you're accelerating 
it seems like you would accelerate at that speed forever. Crazy. And I know that's not how it is, no. but it sure feels that way. Oh. Like you, you get sucked back in your seat and then it just doesn't let up. And okay, it feels like fun. Yeah, it kind of felt like you're traveling through time almost. Like everything's kind of like stops around. It was Weird. And I wasn't driving. I was sitting in the passenger seat and it was just like And he also said like his was um it was like the base model, mm-hmm. and like they have those performance packages too. Where he said he, he thinks that the, the the performance package of the car he has is like the acceleration's almost twice as fast. Holy crap! And I don't even know what that would be like. Oh man! Like it's insane. I'm gonna have to go for a ride in one of those. Yeah, if you get the opportunity, anybody have a Tesla? To do here. it, you should do it. Okay. I mean, the closest thing I can compare it to is if you've ever been on a roller coaster that launches really fast, where it's just like, boom, you're going right, right, and, yeah, and just keep going. And like I was a little nauseous after I was like really? that was almost too fast. Yeah, it was super fun. Okay. Um, so I don't know like if all EVs are going to be like that down the road, or if this is just like unique to Tesla. But like you know they predict that in however many years most vehicles on the road are going to be electric. Are we all going to have that level of acceleration? We're all going to be on little roller right? coasters. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's going to be a ton of fun, but I also feel like I'm going to be tempted to lose my license with it, you know? Well, yep. Because <laughs> it's just... That is a concern. It's so fast, man. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. Okay, this one runs deep. I don't know why, but I thought of the word escape, so I was looking into the origin of the word escape. So it's been around in the English language since the year 1250, so a very long time, but it comes from the Latin word ex kappa, ex meaning out of, and kappa meaning cape. So escape literally means to slip out of one's cape. And the idea is that you slip out, leaving your cloak or your cape in the clutches of your pursuer. So you are escaping out of your cape. That is the picture that they were trying to derive when you escape. So this is so long ago that one people would have been wearing capes. Yes, or cloak, same thing. But yes, capes and cloaks. It was the back when everybody was wearing those. So yeah, and that wouldn't have been even like the English that we speak back then, right? No, it would have been. Would it be considered Middle English? Yeah, in the twelve hundreds. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's where it comes from. Another word that comes from the word kappa or cape is chapel. Chapel literally just means cape, and the reason is because the first chapel was a sanctuary for a very sacred cape. It was the cape of St. Martin of Tours. So the legend goes that St. Martin came across this beggar who was wearing rags in the cold, so Martin used his sword to cut his cloak in two, giving half to the beggar. And then that night he dreamt Jesus was wearing the other half, and in the morning the cloak apparently was magically back whole. So this cape became this very sacred thing, and people were like, well, it was touched by Jesus Christ, and this was a miracle. So they actually had guards, priests, essentially, who would guard this cloak, and they this was known as capella back then, which was just kind of cape sanctuary. And these priests okay. were known as capellani or chaplains. Huh. And I had no idea. Chaplains essentially mean cloak guards. That's what they did, is they guarded this cloak or this cape. That's cool. It's crazy. It That's goes very deep. involved, like you said. Oh, yeah. And then the word a cappella, mm-hmm. which I was is ask. a yeah. musical term, uh, it means without musical accompaniment, which uh, is essentially tra- or breaks down to in the style of the chapel, because... In oh, church, okay. it was just singing voices, so there was no musical accompaniment. So if it was a cappella, it was in the church, which and it all then has means to do with cape. in the cape. It's all cape. We're talking capes here. The escape one is pretty funny because yeah. it's 
Like, how often was this happening where someone was pursuing you and just grabbed your cape and was standing, oh, no, it's like just a cape again. All the cartoons, right, (laughs) have this. I'm like, they all come from this. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. On Friday, we were talking about urban legends from the 90s, pre-internet, and we brought up cow tipping. Cow tip, it's funny because everybody, uh, like I knew people who claimed they had tipped a cow before. Everybody was talking about cow tipping it was and big why? for a while. We're I like, know. Where did that come from? Uh, I think it goes way back. Uh, my grandfather is the one that told me. Oh. And I'm, fi- <laughs> yeah, I- I'm 51 now and uh, he's the one that uh, passed that along at the ripe old age of 15 or 16. Anyways, I, uh, at the ripe old age of 17, um, my friend and I got a hold of a bag of magic mushrooms. <laughs> uh, we decided that it was uh, time to cow tip. And so at about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, uh, we went out to cow tip. And word of uh, well, not word of a lie, but uh, no word of a lie. Um, all we did was chase around cows for about three or four hours. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, anyways, uh, cows don't move quickly. By the way, you, uh, uh, yeah. were oh, you yeah, moving no, in slower? Or? Oh no, we uh, well, and he's a he was a fast runner, and he <laughs> he did his best, and uh, like it was just, I mean, just watch us running around the field chasing cows. It was something <laughs> else to see. But now here's how the urban legend carried on. I swear to God, the following day we ran into our other friends. And he swears up and down that he tipped a cow. Uh-huh. Okay, I think it's psychedelics and a farmer's ritual, uh, a coming of age ritual. <laughs> you you take uh, take the mushroom off the field there, and you tell the kid. You're not a man until you tip a cow. And then you just laugh at him for when he chases cows And then around. you just laugh at him when he swears up and down that he tipped a cow. <laughs> and all, all the adults get a good, in, uh, yeah, a good laugh. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. I just, yeah, I picture the farmer watching you and your buddy in the field. I, know. I wish I know. that, yeah, like security cameras and stuff, I wish they existed for that because that would be hilarious. You know, and thank God it was pre- uh, Pre-security camera. Yeah. That's all I got to say. It's uh-huh. funny that you said your grandpa told you about it, and you are and you said you're how old? I'm 51. You're 51. So that's like, maybe this goes back to like pioneer times. Maybe they were just uh, super bored, and one guy was, was like... This was the first urban legend. He's, he's like, oh, you know, you yes, can dip no, one in. Is, it's over out there. This, eh? is, this is a farmer's urban legend. And yes. It, and it probably does uh, stem from, you know, uh, a, a BC farmer wondering what the hell is that... Uh, psychedelic mushroom was doing in his cow poop. Well, pre-internet, you could say anything you wanted. Nobody had any way to Google it or back it up. You you can't prove it. No. They were probably also super bored. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sitting in a field. What do we do now? Uh, Well, what do we do now? (laughs) Well, we'll tell this kid that he can tip a cow. B and S in 20 minutes or less. So I met Ryan Harding on the weekend who uh, does weather for CTV Calgary. A friend brought him for drinks. And I watch CTV quite a lot. It's always kind of on in the background. So when I saw him, I immediately knew who he was. And Beckler, I, I got awkward. I got super awkward. <laughs> he sat down and my friend was like, yeah, this is Ryan. And I was like, I, I, no, yeah. Um, 
And I was trying to decide. I was like, do I mention to him that I know him and I watch him, or yeah, do I course. just let it go? And this is the thing. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. And it, it was a bunch of media people around, so that was why my mind, I think, was trying to decide. Like, do I go? Oh, hey, Ryan. Like, I watch you all the time. Instead of doing that, though, I said nothing, and I got super awkward. And I was like, this is stupid. I was a little bit starstruck. I think I didn't know how to That's react. Pretty funny. Is he a good-looking guy? Yeah, Did I that mean, play into it. No, it no? was just like I don't, I do, I don't know. I, I'm just, like literally even trying to describe it right now, going back to that moment and, and panicking again. I was like, "What is wrong with me?" That's pretty funny when you think about the people that the celebrities that we've met and interviewed through this show. Yeah, you know, like famous musicians and comedians and politicians and yep. astronauts. Astronauts, yeah. And it's the CTV weather guy what that gets you flustered. I know. <laughs> And I guess it was face to face, whereas some of our interviews are over the phone. But no, we have tons of people in face to face too, and I've never. Yeah. It was just hilarious. That's was, really funny. And we, you know, always say to people like, when you see us out, please come and say hi, and you know, acknowledge you listen to the show. And instead of doing that for him, I just was like, no, I won't say anything. And I was like, why wouldn't I have said, hey, because I like him. I think he's a great weatherman. And instead of saying, hey, man, I like what you do because it would be, would have made his day. For would sure. have been flattering yeah. for him. Instead, I chose to say nothing and say, well, hey, 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 I, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go order a drink now. Okay? <laughs> that's, like, that's super awkward. Yeah. Oh you just told man, them. I, I mean, know. I've told other I've told other radio hosts and stuff like, oh, I'm yes. a fan of your stuff. I think you do a good job. I like, just, I boofed so yeah. hard. I was just I, it, I you had a little boof. I eh? didn't know how to. I was like, can I get up and leave and try that again, please? <laughs> and S in 20 minutes or less. I was driving with a friend over the weekend and she yawned and then I yawned after and I was like, why are yawns contagious? Like, why is this a thing? I don't know. It is weird, isn't it? It's super weird. When you think about it, you're like, nothing else we do is like that, where you see a yawn or you, and then you're instantly yawning too. And everybody does it or most people do it, right? Yeah. So yeah, I had to look into this because I was like, why? I need to know now. Uh, and it's, they think in part something called social mirroring, where organisms imitate the actions of others. And other ways we do this are scratching, leg crossing, and laughing. Which also is interesting. I was like, oh. And I, when you think about it, sometimes we'll find myself doing that. If somebody else has their legs crossed, I will then mm -hmm. cross my legs. Even you in the studio sometimes in the morning, you'll, you'll stretch. And I find that then I want to stretch. <laughs> yeah. It's a I, weird thing. I believe that's just like body language cues and stuff, right? It is. The, different, the weird thing about a yawn, though, is that I can't make myself yawn right now. Yeah. I can scratch, I can stretch, I can cross my legs or my arms. I can't make myself yawn. If I open my mouth wide, wide enough, I actually will make myself yawn. But you're really? right. It's very different. It's very different than stretch. Uh, no, uh, I can't. Is that a real yawn or is that... It's going to come. <laughs> there it is. It came. But yeah, it, it takes some time. But yeah, if I open my... But you're right. It's not quite as easy as no. just stretching out your arms or whatever. Voluntary. It's funny because I was also reading about this. This is something that a lot of animals do. If they see one another scratching, they too will scratch. And they think this might be a protective measure for disease because animals don't live in sanitary environments. So uh, let's say an animal scratches. Well, it's because, you know, something could sting or bite you that carries a disease. So if you two scratch, it's kind of a protective thing of like, okay, you're going to keep this out. It's just an unconscious out. sign that that person's scratching. Maybe mm -hmm. there's something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah which is very interesting. Apparently, the mimicking thing is also a, a social indicator. Like, if you yawn when somebody else yawns, it means that you're more empathetic. 
Okay. Which also it makes sense because, you know, you're you're seeing them do it and it's having an effect on you. So anytime you mirror somebody like that, it means that you're an empathetic person more so than others. That is a weird one, though. Super Contagious weird. yawning. It's, I mean, laughter is contagious, too, I guess, right? And But again, it's not you like you can choose not to, whereas yawns almost seem involuntary. Mm-hmm. If somebody yawns, I will yawn after them. And I'm like, I don't want to. It's just you made me. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast and have VNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.